A couple of days ago in the morning, I was sharing with you this foundational framework that we find in early Buddhism that describes or gives one description or one quote unquote story of this practice that we're doing. Namely, cultivating the wholesome and abandoning the unwholesome. And for those of you who were here a couple of mornings ago might remember that I, I shared with you some reflections, at least one perspective on this, this first part, the cultivating the wholesome. That it's this art, this practice of influencing certain conditions, but not controlling, that we're not in control, but we can influence. And I gave you one condition to influence or an invitation to maybe explore, which is this willingness, the willingness to be present. And just keeping it that simple. This morning, I wanna share with you some reflections on the second part of this primary foundation, which is abandoning the unwholesome. And again, sharing with you from uh, one of the discourses, the Pali discourses. As the Buddha says, abandon what is unwholesome practitioners. It is possible to abandon what is unwholesome. If we're not possible to abandon what is unwholesome, I would not say to you, abandon what is unwholesome. But because it is possible to abandon what is unwholesome, I say to you, abandon what is unwholesome. If this abandoning of what is unwholesome were conducive to harm and pain, I would not say to you, abandon what is unwholesome. But because this abandoning of what is unwholesome is conducive to benefit, conducive to contentment, I say to you, abandon what is unwholesome. How can we understand this as a practice, this practice of abandoning? Abandoning the unwholesome, namely like qualities of heart and mind, like anger, obsessive anger, obsessive grasping or obsessive wanting, obsessive aversion, abandoning delusion. How do we engage in this? And this morning, just to offer you at least one understanding, I think there's many ways of approaching this. The word abandon in Pali comes from this verb, pajahati, 
and uh, kind of literally it means to to give up in, in one place in the in the poly discourses where, where i find it helpful to get a better sense of this word is that in one place it's paired with its opposite the poly word upadhyati which some of you might know from this word upadana which means to cling to so abandon really is just uh, not clinging, the non-clinging, the giving up, not holding on to. Or what I, the sense I get is, is a kind of letting go or allowing for a falling away. And for me, this is important because sometimes when I hear the word abandon, I feel like, or it sounds like to me, I need to get rid of something. So I want to point out that's not the, the connotations, that's not the meaning of this word, to get rid of. And there's an image that we find in, in the discourses that at least I find helpful around this, this activity of quote-unquote abandoning. And the Buddha offers this image of a seafaring ship that has been um, pulled up onto land. And it's just sitting there. And through the sun and the rain and the wind, over time what happens is the rigging, so the mass, the poles on the ship, and the sails begin to wear away. They begin to fall away from the wind and, and rain and sun. And it's this falling away, this, this letting go, which is really this activity of abandoning. So I'd like to share with you a specific example of this, just to give a sense of, of how I engage in the practice to allow abandoning to happen around this, this activity of abandoning the unwholesome to, to happen. This actually happened here, this is maybe 12, 13 years ago, I was uh, doing a long retreat here at the forest refuge and I still distinctly remember doing walking meditation in one of those those uh, um, places right as you're walking up to the, the 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 meditation hall here, and it was uh, it felt like it was day after day of the same story arising in my mind, and it was a story about this person who I had a you could say not a very good interaction with, or a few interactions before I'd come on retreat. And my mind was going over it again and again and again. And all I can say about it is at that point in my practice, it was such a drag. I felt like here I'd come on retreat and I brought this person with me. And I didn't want that person to be here on retreat with me in my mind. I didn't sign up for that kind of retreat. I signed up for the retreat where I was going to be calming the mind to see clearly the three characteristics of impermanence and unsatisfactoriness and not self. And this wasn't in the game plan. 
And so the first step to the practice of abandoning that I realized I needed to do was that turn in my practice where I was able to say to the experience, yes, this too is my practice. And that was essential. Because once I could say, yes, this too is my practice, then I could start to become curious about it, to begin to skillfully be mindful of it, to notice it. To begin to step out of being lost in it and rather being present with it. And then I began to feel into it. I began to notice the clenching, the sensations in my body associated when this story was arising in the mind. And then for me, what was so important is to get the the flavors that were there, to begin to feel the anger that was there, the resentment, the sometimes the feeling of hurt and sadness, and just to feel it. So I wanna point out, I wasn't trying to get rid of anything. I was being with it. This was the path to abandoning my kind attention. And in particular, I started to be able to feel into through the emotion and through the sensation, the wanting, the wanting for a different past. And I want to point out that's all I did was just that, to be present with it. Because that's actually my job description as a yogi, to simply be with what's arising. And then it was wisdom. Wisdom was the activity. Wisdom was the part of my experience that did the letting go, the abandoning. So what's most important to see about this aspect of this framework of abandoning is I don't do that. That's wisdom's job. My job is to show up for what's there. And when there's that condition, then, then the letting go, the falling away like the rigging of a ship can happen. So what was important when I sensed into this experience is that I needed to be aware of bargaining. Sometimes there can be the sense in my mind that if I do my job of showing up and being present, wisdom better do its job now. <laughs> That's the deal. That's the deal I like. But I've noticed again and again that it doesn't work that way. I do my job of showing up and then wisdom comes when it's ready to come. I don't get to decide when the wanting and the pain fall away, when there's the wisdom to actually let go. But over time, it happens. The mind gets it. It feels like my heart gets it, that it's not worth 
being lost and wanting a different past. But I can only get it when I deeply feel into that experience. And then what arises is the abandoning, a kind of, you could say the word I like is a disenchantment with being lost and wanting, a distaste for it, not an aversion. Because there's always the willingness to be with it when it arises. So abandonment is not seeing an experience that is arising as bad or it shouldn't be feeling this way or trying to get rid of that feeling. It's a dropping away that arises because of kind attention. The only analogy that came to mind around this quality of distaste that can arise is my experience around donuts. I like donuts, cake donuts with sprinkles on them. And yet, I could say in the moments of my life, I would be lying if, you, if, I, if I told you it was all the time. In the moments of my life when the eye of wisdom is clear, I know that eating donuts, after eating donuts, I don't feel good. And in that moment, there's actually a distaste, a disenchantment with donuts. It doesn't mean that I don't like donuts or donuts don't taste good. It's the knowing where donuts lead for my body in particular. It's the disenchantment with the allure of donuts. That's abandoning. It's different than aversion. It's different than getting rid of. It's the seeing clearly and through the seeing clearly wisdom does its job of abandoning. So please, this morning, uh, please take what is useful in these reflections and leave behind what is not useful. <laughs> 